it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Here's the problem with the Philadelphia 76ers. Ben Simmons. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. It's over, bro. His career is over. Sell the Liberty Bell, just throw it in the bay off the bridge. It's done. Nothing is making me happier than the destruction of the Sixers. Earlier on the show, former NFL executive Andrew Brandt. Coming up, 2013 U.S. Open champion Justin Rose. Plus, from Amazon Prime's Bosch, actor Titus Welliver. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Great chats with Andrew Brandt. We'll review all that uh, on this program. Um, Lots to discuss from the world of baseball, where Major League Baseball umpires started checking pitchers for sticky stuff. Um, And, (laughs) and of course, the first pitcher they they have in their crosshairs is the the greatest pitcher the baseball has, and that may we have maybe seen since, like, you know, uh, ever. <laughs> Isn't that funny how that works? Uh, the actor Titus Welliver will be on this program. Uh, today's also a big day in uh, sports movie history, if you consider this movie a sports movie, and we'll have that debate. Mm. That's all coming up here on this program. Uh, but we have on our guest phone line right now, joining us from uh, a spot where I used to play when I was uh, on the Worldwide Leader in Sports, living in the state of Connecticut. Used to be called the Greater Hartford Open, the GHO, back when I was uh, patrolling the grounds at the TPC in River Highlands in Cromwell, Connecticut. It's the time for the Travelers Championship taking place after the U.S. Open this week. And joining us is a uh, uh, 2013 U.S. Open champion and the uh, reigning gold medalist as well from the Olympic Games, Justin Rose, joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Justin? Hey, doing well. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to have you on. So, what? Uh, let's 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 start start off right now. Uh, if you find um, a uh, a Callaway from uh, 1998 <laughs> somewhere off of uh, the fairway on 11 in the bushes, heaven forbid, that's mine, Justin. Okay. You've got to be sure to return it, and I'm sure there's a few more in that lake, right, on 16 and 17. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I, I would never expect you to go fish anything out for me, Justin, you know. but I'm, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, no, it's a, it's a great fun golf course. I, I know, uh, I, but uh, it, it, it is, and I, I really enjoyed uh, playing there. What do you enjoy uh, about playing there at the TPC at River Highlands? Justin. Do you know what? I think it's a really, there's a couple of tournaments that are just great changes of pace after a major championship, and I think the travelers do a great job of that. You know, the hospitality that they show here, I think, like you say, the local community, you know, this golf course, this has been home to, to obviously the GHO, but now the Travelers Championship for many, many years, and I just feel like it's got one, it's one of those good, good, kind of good feeling towns that we come to, and um, the golf course itself is a golf course that doesn't necessarily favor any type of golfer. 
um, you know, if you hit it short, far, um, this golf course offers an opportunity for, for all of the guys to do well. So I think it's, a, yeah, like I said, a great spot after a major championship where you've kind of had your brains beaten out. And, um, yeah, you can kind of start putting your game back together, which is certainly my goal this week. Well, so let's discuss uh, your foray at uh, Torrey Pines for, for the U.S. Open. No, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, just what, what, what was your impressions of the golf course? Let's, let's do that, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, we can talk about anything you want. But, um, yeah, the golf course, I think, was set up incredibly well and fair. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm still a fan of the U.S. Open playing tough. You know, I think certainly they've backed off the last few years, and I think they have had great championships. But, um, you know, I think people do quite like to see the struggle and, and, and they're playing difficult. And But, you know, six under par is certainly not easy. And, um, you know, John Rahm, very worthy winner. And actually, to be honest, when, when his name crept up on the leaderboard the first couple of days, I, I you know, I picked him as my winner. I thought he was going to be tough to beat all week long. And uh, it was definitely an epic finish. And, you know, he showed uh, he showed a lot of metal there coming down the stretch and two amazing putts. So I think it was, a, you know, it was a great, uh, great tournament. You know, hard not to feel sorry for Louis Oosthuizen again. You know, there's so many second place finishes in the majors. And, um, you know, such a great player. And a player that I really enjoy playing with is Louis because I feel like uh, we, we play a very similar game of golf. So it's good to see that his style of golf is still holding up in majors and giving him the opportunity to win them because, you know, we've obviously seen the guys that have been winning the U.S. Open have been very much that power power type of game, you know, with Bryson and Brooks. And, you know, John Rahm probably fits that model as well. But, um, you know, to see Louis up there having great chances to win is encouraging from someone like myself as well. So, I mean, in terms of um, metal, you know, as you said, that Rom showed it over uh, the week as well as on Sunday. I mean, the month that he had, starting with what happened to him at yeah. the memorial, and and then you know, with a newborn, he hadn't seen his folks because of the pandemic, and they had now come to just see his newborn, and now he couldn't see his newborn and his folks, and then he needed uh, two tests in a row in time for the U.S. Open. He found out just the week before he could participate in it. What did you and the rest of your colleagues think of the? What happened at the memorial to John, Justin? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's just one of those most unfortunate possible events. You know, it was the kind of scenario that we'd probably all been in somewhat waiting for because we all knew that, you know, with the with the procedures in place, that that type of scenario was possible. And, you know, we've been playing under these protocols for, you know, over a year now, and um, there hasn't been that sort of tragic moment where the leader has get, gotten pulled out of the tournament and you know it couldn't have been worse for john i mean six shot lead playing incredible golf jack's tournament mm. um but obviously with you know the fact he'd come into contact with someone who was positive you know he was testing every day and yeah it was just the you know the worst possible outcome for him and then you know really obviously not being able to then prepare as he would have liked for the u.s open i'm, I'm assuming you know self-isolating for for the best part of 10 days and you know, really getting in late. So maybe that kind of freshened him up mentally. Obviously, his game was in a great place, and he probably didn't practice, practice himself out of form. So um, from you know, in hindsight, you know, that mental freshness that he might have had and physical freshness probably paid off for him down the stretch, but certainly a roller coaster of emotions for him. And uh, like you said, with a, with a newborn son, it's funny how I've always found that you know, players, you know, you go pretty, you swing pretty hard one way or the other after having kids. You know, it can, it can be a distraction and, and t- tough to get used to, or you know, people have a, just a greater perspective and, and tend to play well. So, um, you know, John, fortunately for him, is sort of in that camp. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy for him and his family, and uh, hopefully, they can all spend some some great time together now. Yeah, I, I would imagine it gets easier uh, golf after having a child. I mean, you know, I mean, getting a newborn to take a nap, Justin, is one of the toughest things in the world. It might make golf 
certainly on the U.S. Open course that much easier. I mean, I, I'd, yeah, I, it's I funny how that. you tend to play more tournaments. <laughs> I love that. That is funny. So, uh, Justin Rose here on the Rich Eisen Show. When you mention how you don't mind the U.S. Open being a difficult setup, uh, are there colleagues of yours who do mind it? That that you know, hey, this is ev- too tough even for us. Lighten up a little bit. <laughs> Use the lawnmower a little bit more. I mean, is that literally what's yeah. discussed amongst you uh, amongst your colleagues? I sometimes? think so. I think the USGA and the players have had a tough relationship maybe the last decade or so, and there's been a couple of occasions where you know there's been a rogue pin placement that's made us look a little silly out there or whatever it may be. But the USGA, to give them credit, have done a great job implementing an awesome kind of player relations team and. They've really worked hard on sort of bridging gaps and you know um, you know mending building bridges I suppose with the players and uh, yeah I think that I think they're doing a fantastic job with their tournament but I just think they're so uh, concerned of, of putting a foot wrong now you know I think that they they're sort of once bitten twice shy so for me they've taken their, their their foot off the the pedal just a little bit in terms of course setup and um, you know and that, that that's fine because obviously you know you don't want the course set up to dictate or, or to influence the outcome of the tournament you still want to sort of get the best player on the week but um yeah you know i would just encourage them just to, to sort of not not swing too far the other way you know i think that that's the identity of the us open all, all, all the majors have their own little unique personalities and you know i don't think the usj should get too far away from 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 theirs justin rose here on the rich eisen show so what is your uh your football team and I don't mean American. Uh, What's your football team? Well, Justin? England now, now the Euros are going on, but, right. but um, I'm a Chelsea. Well, are you talking about football with the feet or football over here? Uh, I'm talking about football where you are. I'm trying to talk okay, your, yeah, sorry, your, sorry, your sorry, version yeah. of the English language. Trying. <laughs> so um, I am a Chelsea fan, so pretty exciting end to the season for us. Thanks to the, the American, right? On, on the yeah, call? Pulisic. He's been he's been unbelievable. You know, um, obviously helped us win a Champions League, and right. um, which is an incredible <laughs> result in Europe. No, so but what do you what, what what was your two cents on the Super League when it existed for forty eight hours, Justin Rose? Yeah, well, it was exactly that. You know, to be honest with you, it, it kind of came and went before I even really got wind of it. I think I was practicing or I was traveling, and I didn't really pick up my phone or hear too much of the news. And all of a sudden, I saw. Well, when the news broke that it all fallen apart, um, I felt like I came to it just a day behind everybody. But um, you know, I, you know, listen, I can see what the, the model is, right? The, the, the best teams and the best players playing more often against one another. I mean, there's been discussion of that in golf, even. But um, you know, you can't do it. It's, it's ultimately. You, you can't just build things necessarily for TV. You know, the the the, the, the fans are the heart and soul of these clubs, and um, you know, it's basically becomes dare I say it, like a religion back home, you know, and people, that's what they do. That's what their weekend is all about. So obviously they, they had pretty vocal opinions on, on that and um, because opportunities to watch their team would be taken away. Is there any, speaking of wind, is there any wind about um, a, a PGA or professional golfers Super League where um, only a, a certain, uh, I guess, uh, amount of players with a certain resume would play in that and then the, there'd be a different... Tour, Justin, is there? Yeah, a I mean, comment? there's been there's been rumblings about this for for many years. You know, even going back to sort of Greg Norman's era, and um, you know, just again in the last, I guess, last six years, there's been rumblings of a of a sort of a tour that's been trying to get up off the ground, but you know, without much success, to be honest with you. But I think you know those rumblings have definitely sort of pricked the ears up of the PGA Tour, and I think helped them really realize what what you know what's important to try to sort of incentivize the top players to to play more often with one another, and and maybe even as we go forward in the game of golf, just to try to 
yeah, maybe um, centralize some of the best tournaments in the world. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But it's definitely slight, you know, it's a very slow but a changing landscape, I think, in, in the world of sport right now. Okay. So, um, and your American football team, do you have one of those, Justin? You know, I, I actually don't. Every year I say, right, this is the year I'm going to get into the okay. NFL. And then obviously our golf goes on and the playoffs yes. are, are going on. And then I've kind of missed two or three games of the season. And then I kind of, I forget to jump on the bandwagon. But, um, you know, um, I would say I'd have to go to the Eagles because uh, <gasps> Philadelphia has been a town that's been incredibly uh, kind to me. So um, I, I, let's go to the Eagles. Okay. We can. I'm sure Philadelphia will accept your your fandom for the for the Eagles. Um, you know, have you played golf with a professional football player? Have you played with Brady or Rogers, either one of those two guys who's taking on uh, teaming up with Phil Mickelson and uh, who Brady referred to the scientist Bryson DeChambeau? You played right, with any right. Um, I haven't actually played with those guys. I mean, I've met them. I've been around them, okay. and uh, obviously great athletes. I've played Reggie Bush. Actually, he's kind of he's gone golf mad since uh, he's retired from from the game. Okay. But uh, how is he? Yeah, it's how yeah, is he? He's, he's, I mean, he's good. He looks good. He dresses well. Uh, <laughs> 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 you gotta but you gotta look good to play to play well. That's Justin. It. He, you know, he's grafting at it, but you know, he yeah, he's, he's very passionate about the game. Okay. Well, uh, all right. So, I, I, should I assume you've already gotten your Practice round out of the way with uh, England taking on the Czech Republic in a couple hours? Or... That's it, yeah. So actually, I, I chose to spend a bit of time on the range this morning, okay. just did some driver testing and, and things like that, just right. kind of uh, working on a couple of the components that didn't go so well for me at the U.S. Open. You know, it's a golf course I know so well here, and it hasn't changed much. So the 18-hole Pro-Am tomorrow will be my, my first look at the golf course. Okay, but uh, so you will you'll be free to take, uh, take in England's latest Euro Cup match. You're ready to go. Sure will. It's been okay. carefully planned this day, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, do you have a pint because it's 5 o'clock back home? I mean, do you do that? How do you, how does Justin Rose take in uh, an English an England Euro mm, Cup match? I, I, I could I could stretch to a cup of tea. That's about the most English thing I'll do. I think at three o'clock in the afternoon here in uh, Connecticut. Okay, all right. But you'll be you just uh, you, is, are you calm? Do you do you get into it? Do you yell at the screen? What do you yeah, do? I, how are, how intense I, are you? Do you know what this game? I think you know it's, it is really important. But there was there's some weird set of results on Monday, which mean that England have qualified one way or another into the the final, you know, the group stage. 16, you know, yep. uh, sorry, the knockout stage. So um, a little less intense today, but certainly as as we get into knockout stages, I, I really I'm, I'm actually I'm going to be back in England for the semi final and final, and uh, I just really want England to be able to make it to have the opportunity to go and watch them with my son. That'd be incredible. How old's your son? He's a uh, twelve in oh, football match. Oh, so he must be. That'd be a great day. <laughs> So I'm, I'm rooting the boys on for pretty selfish reasons, but that'd be great. And he's he's too he's he's young enough to know he's not going to be perennially disappointed yet, right? Am I wrong? No, exactly. He's still hopeful, which is sad to see, but you know, it's great to see as well. You haven't sat him down and explained to him about how <laughs> you've been through a lot, uh, Justin. I appreciate the time. Thank you. Uh, have Thank a great you, time. Have a great time. time at that. It's a beautiful course, and and uh, enjoy it. I, I can't wait oh, to it watch sure it. Is. Be well. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. Thanks Have a good again. day. You bet. That's Justin Rose taking the time. Uh, I mean, the guy, the guy misses the cut. He goes yeah. 13 over at the U.S. Open, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll help promote the event and call." I mean, that's a, that's a professional, that's a team man. player. That's a professional Absolutely. and a good, a good Absolutely. dude, a good dude. That's awesome. Okay. No, uh, no Super League and. Um, 
in golf. There have been rumblings, Stephen like he said, for a long, long time. time, and even recently. So, I don't know. You'd have to you'd have to be relegated out, though, right? <laughs> you don't make the cut a couple of times. If you don't make the cut a couple of times, yeah. man, I had some long ass rounds at the TPC at River Highlands in Cromwell, Connecticut. How many balls in the sixteen oh, and seventeen lake? He said. Man. <laughs> A box? Oh, gosh. couple? 16 is a, if I'm not mistaken, it's a par three. <laughs> okay. It's a par three. And, you know, the, the lake protects. And then you come back around and the lake is the same lake that's on the right side of the fairway on 17. And then the green is perpendicular to the fairway. So you have to hit the green which is protected on the front side by the same lake. Oh, oof. And I have laked it on 16 Damn. and laked it on 17. <laughs> and then I then walked the course when watching the professionals do it one time. And on 17, where I would constantly go left, which is terrible because you're on this hill, or if you're off to the side and then you're trying to hit the green and there's water on the right. So if you, didn't, if you avoid the raw water on your tee, you can absolutely hit it on the approach of course so i remember standing on the 17th fairway you know in the gallery and seeing a 20 foot by 20 foot piece of real estate to the left of the bunker that's also protecting part of the fairway and the 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 water and where the gallery is, it's that 20 foot by 20 where everybody's tee ball would land. There were all these divots yeah. in the ground of the, all the professionals put it in the same area. They're playing. A and I remember sitting there, that was one of the first <laughs> yeah. times when I'm sitting there because I, I hadn't been to too many professional uh, PGA Tour events. Uh, I mean, I'm like, these guys are incredible. And it's all about where you, how close to the hole you put it from the same spot. And then who can jar the putt from that spot. Yeah. And whoever does that consistently wins the biggest check. <laughs> Let's take a break and uh, start uh, running through, hey, man, uh, a little bit of uh, what we saw uh, yesterday at City Field. Jacob DeGrom, oh, give me your hat, your belt. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, that happened yesterday. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. 
you know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. How many brothers do you have? Uh, three. Three? Yes. So you're the, are you the lone? I'm the second oldest, so I had some power. But you're the lone girl? In the, I'm the lone the girl, family? yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. So I played a lot of sports growing up. What'd you play? Soccer. Okay. Yeah. I it, played on all boys teams. You're a karate kid. You, she plays soccer. Come oh on. yeah. I had to pretend to be bad as right. a karate kid. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pretend to, I didn't know oh, what I was doing, but I was better than Ralph Macchio at soccer. So. <laughs> <laughs> Way. And probably a karate too. <laughs> when it all got down to it. <laughs> of course I didn't train. I'm no. sure it would have been much better if I had trained. That wasn't part of your role. No, it wasn't. In, in, the, in the film. So I could have was... kicked his ass. <laughs> <laughs> you could have swept the leg. You could have done all totally. of that stuff. What was that like for you at being uh, a new actress in the world and getting to be in the Karate Kid right off the bat? What was that like for you, Elizabeth? Um, well, I had been in the business for about five years before that, so it wasn't okay. sort of this sudden okay. experience. I was the Burger King girl. I did a lot of commercials. Okay. I sort of slowly, slowly, slowly learned my way into it. So you had it your way. Is that what you're saying? Yes. That was was that the phrase back in the day? Um, Have it your hold way the pickles, at Burger hold King. Hold the lettuce. Special that, orders don't oh, upset us. Oh, I didn't get us. to sing that. No, it was a different no. It was Burger King beat frying nearly three to one in a coast-to-coast opinion coast <laughs> <laughs> poll. <laughs> Once a Burger King spokesperson, always a Burger always. King. You never yeah. can get that out of you, huh? So so you were then, you just showed up on the set of Karate Kid. Did you have any idea how special that movie no, was when you were none, doing it? None, none. I was worried. I thought it sounded a little strange, the Karate Kid. Yeah. And Ralph being... Ralph, I didn't think that he would have any credibility as a karate expert. Wow. Ralph had no idea he's waking up today. He's going to get thrown under an Elizabeth shoe bus. Well, that's okay. I mean, hey, it is, it, is, it is what it is. No, it was amazing, though, to see that movie actually stand the test of time. All my kids have watched it. I love what it says about sports and about um, the relationship between Miyagi and Daniel is so beautiful. And right. So there's so much that's good about it to have you here oh, on the show. Nice I know you here. don't do a lot of these shows, so thanks I for doing don't, do- but I like sports, so there you this go. is perfect for me. Next I'll time. I'll come back. Next, we can talk sports anytime. Uh, next time. Cert- certainly since, certainly since, uh, poor Ralph Macchio. I cannot keep going back to it right here. <laughs> I you feel terrible. Been, just roasted. He's no, 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 a great no. athlete. Come on. Wait, you just said he wasn't a great athlete. I know. Athlete. I no, take that back. Cover, she's, she's too nice. She's trying to cover a track. She's great. She's better. You are too nice. all of the great acting that you have done in your career, who knew that the best acting you did is you played worse than your level of soccer <laughs> in the Karate Kid? That's your best acting, perhaps, right out of the gate. Elizabeth Shue, she had me at hello. The Karate Kid. We're talking the Karate Kid right here on the Rich Eisen Show, as we just saw Elizabeth Shue on this show four years ago uh, this fall. 
It was on this date in 1984 that the Karate Kid first appeared in a theater near you. It's a cruel. I wow. mean, come on. Come that is. So, hold on a second. Let me do the math. I'm terrible at math. I am god awful at math. But this is the 37th anniversary of The Karate Kid. The Karate Kid is a 37 year old movie. Wow. Look up what, what was a 37 year old movie when The Karate Kid came out? Oh. A 37-year-old like, movie when The Karate Kid yeah. came out was like... Friggin- 1947. Like well, it's like Casablanca. Yeah. All right. Movie. I mean, come on. It's crazy. It's and crazy. so the ultimate question about The Karate Kid, which has, by the way, been rebooted... Gentleman's as- Agreement. Uh, please. Dorothy McGuire and Gregory Peck. I think I'm making my... You, that you don't even need to need, name any more Stop than that. <laughs> Cobra Kai is, you know, uh, a tremendous reboot. We oh, looked man, up man. before the show how many terrific television shows have been based on a film. You know, Fargo on FX is one. We were looking at the Pink Panther, yeah. right? Because yeah. the, the Pink Panther, the original Pink Panther movie, uh, had an animated open with the Pink Panther they decided to make into an actual animated show. There's not many more out of that. Unless you want to choose like the Mandalorian and all the the Marvel yeah, kind of the TV shows that are on Disney yeah. Plus and stuff like that, right? But the question about the Karate Kid that I think is Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street came out in nineteen forty seven. A terrific a Christmas movie, Christmas summer, movie, summer movie that came out. No, it's a terrific Christmas, Christmas movie, movie that came out in the summer. Yeah. You want to get into this, Chris? Absolutely you not. Get into it. No, we're going to talk about Karate Kid. We're not going down the wormhole. The diehard wormhole? We're not going down the diehard wormhole. Because that is the number one argument that comes back to the people by a diehard Christmas truther. (laughs) I love you. That that the Miracle on 34th Street's a Christmas movie, and that came out in the summer. So why can't diehard be that? We're not going down that lane. Okay. We won't go down that lane. (laughs) But the the question about the question about the Karate Kid, is the Karate Kid a sports movie? And what I constitutes mean, a sports movie? Right. Does I it have to have sports in it? Similar to, is a Christmas movie a Christmas movie just because it has Christmas in it? Or there must be a spirit of the film. As you don't want to have the diehard a Christmas movie argument drawn in, you really can't have one without the other. Is Karate Kid a sports movie? Chris Brockman, yes or no? Well, Rich, you think that Rocky's not a sports movie, right? Rocky's a love not, story. It's a love story. Right. So in that vein, then you to be consistent, you have to say Karate Kid is not a sports movie. Uh, that would be correct, because I'm consistent. Right. To be in consistent. the same way that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Because that, it's these because are not it related. just takes place during Christmas. These are not related. Just because Let's there's, leave Die Hard this is out about of it. A, this is about a story about a kid who becomes a man. Right, it's a fish out of water tale. Right. Uh, he's moved, they move to the valley from the from right. New Jersey. Um, finds a father figure in, in, a, in, a father in, figure in an individual fa- you would not right. expect to find a father figure falls, if falls you're Ralph Macchio's character, right? Falls in love. Falls in love. He, he's a high school movie. He, you know, he's getting right. bullied by these guys. Sequel he, leads to a great pizza terror he song. He defends himself. Right. You know, I would say it's probably not a sports movie. It's more like kind of a high school teenage movie with, right. yes. with karate Which is that, in right. it. Karate in it. Right. But the last scene is a competition. 
It's a competition. It's about yeah. it's about a competition. Over the top, another one. The arm wrestle has nothing to do with arm wrestling. I'm using Look, still I don't think he's right helping out right now. You're not helping. But I'm just saying, like, to be, to be consistent, if we think... <laughs> all movies. That's a great movie. If we think Rocky's okay. a love story, like, the fight's at the end, but that's the only sports really in the movie. TJ? Chases a chicken I'm, in part I'm sorry, TJ? What's the name of the movie we're the talking about? The Karate Kid. The, oh, The Karate Kid. So then, yes, it's about a kid who does karate. He's the karate kid. That's what this movie is about. It's the 1984 All-Valley Karate Championships. All right, That's actually like, not a bad The argument. entire movie is based around this kid finding himself through, through karate. And a friendship. Forced, a to find it, forced to find it because of the fish out of water. Yeah. He's, he's bullied in his new high school. Kid from New York with his bicycle. Well, you know. Just trying to be a good kid from... The New York area, and his mom's just trying they to be a good single Jersey, mom. Rich. Jersey, Jersey, yeah, pardon yeah, me. Pardon Jersey, 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 he's got his New York accent. I know it's not does. a Jersey accent. I know. So, yeah. It's I not a sports so. movie. It's not a sports movie. I disagree. It's, it's a, not a sports movie. Karate no. Kid is not a sports movie. No. Hey, you want to watch? What's one of your favorite sports movies? Who says Karate Kid? You yeah, don't. no, but you, don't. you don't. You don't. You talk about Field of Dreams, The Natural, do say Major League. You talk about Hoosiers. Right, right. Yeah. Right? Miracle. Sports movie. Right. So then they should have changed the name to the fish out of the water kid instead of the karate you're kid. Being, no, 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 you're, you're, being, you're being very literal, 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 very literal about the title. Very literal. Well, it's literally, comma, in actual fact, comma, the name of the movie is the karate kid. Yes, but that's not really what it's about. I mean, it's about this dude who got beat up learning to protect himself through a martial art and him crane kicking somebody in the face. That's sports. <laughs> That's sports. Really? Because I would think that Ben Simmons should have crane kicked somebody in the Sweet face. The you know, tell Sweet right? Sweet the I mean, come on. Cobra Kai. It's a dojo. It's all karate. It's, it's not the chess kid. It's not the softball kid. It's not the, you know, let's kumbaya and, 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 and be an AV club kid. kid. Searching for Bobby Fisher is a chess movie. When was the last time you saw Karate Kid? The, uh, not, I've got all... F- Three original versions on Blu-ray. So, so what? Ooh. But that was not the so question. What? I mean, so, I what? so what? At some point, at some point, someone's going to ask you, like, when was the last time you played ping pong? And you're going to be like, I've got a ping pong table on my house. <laughs> like, you're a big ping pong table yeah, guy. Yeah, it would have been this morning right? when that ping pong table finally gets here. That will yeah. be the answer to the question. I probably last saw it a year ago. I watched it when I was watching Cobra Kai. Not a sports movie. I don't think no. so. Yeah, I don't really, I I don't really think so. Uh, but. Uh, do you think Die Hard's a Christmas movie? Yes. But it's called it's, Die Hard. It's called Die, Die Hard. Hard. Yeah, but it takes so, place but, during no, Christmas. Excuse me. Excuse me. But my point is that it is a movie. We're not getting it's into Die Hard. No, it's the same. No, it's similar. It's very, this is similar. This is, we're in the same produce aisle, man. And may, you may think it's apples and oranges, but we're in the right aisle. Look, I'm in the, hey, I'm in the camp that thinks Die excuse Hard's a Christmas me. movie all the way. So. Excuse me. You're like, it's got to be a sports movie because it's called right, The Karate right. Kid. Fire. So now I think it's got to be an action thriller about terrorists taking over a building because it's, it's called Die Hard. If it was a Christmas movie, wouldn't they call it Crazy Christmas Party? <laughs> well, yeah, if you, if you wanted to spend all that money right. and have literally nobody go watch it, then yeah, you would call it so Crazy Christmas, Christmas Party. Nobody would want to watch a movie called what? <laughs> Fish Out of Water with a Bike in yeah, Los Angeles? Who's seeing that? See, I mean, the kid from New Jersey who moved to Reseda? This doesn't make sense down there. doesn't make sense down there. While I'm grateful to have TJ as an ally in the Die Hard debate, your inconsistency on movie titles having to 
totally directly describe what the movie is. I'm not saying that title as genre. I'm not saying that that's the rule. I'm just saying in that particular case of the karate kid, it's about karate and the movie is a sports movie. Yeah, it's called The Natural. It's not about old man plays baseball after getting shot. <laughs> and it's it's a sports movie called The Natural. Yeah, but you can't lump every movie into like Spoiler one alert. category. The karate. We'll put oh, it up on the poll question. Ooh. We'll see what the fans and the advertising shows. Here we go, Rudy. It's about a guy named Rudy. What about it? <laughs> Rudy's a good example of has sports as the backing because he wants to play football, but it's more about him discovering Look, himself. Excuse me. Every sports movie is about a guy has a story that tugs at your heartstrings. Hoosiers has a storyline, whether it's the, the story of the comeback of Coach Dale or the story of Dennis Hopper's character with his son, right? You've got... Uh, the remember the Titans tugs at your heartstrings. Field of Dreams, my God, Friday Night Lights tugs at your heartstrings. Friday Night Lights. They, there's always something. It's either a father son story or a coach kid story or something that tugs at your heartstring. And what tugs at your heartstring with Rudy is guy who jumps off sides gets carried off the field. Wow. <laughs> so there's that. Right. Stop. But even those, you know, like Ned Beatty, may he rest in peace. Strolls out in that stadium. It's a beautiful sight these eyes have ever seen. And it Charles Dutton slow clapping right. in the back. I mean, Dutton, you know, having on. hearing the the crowd roar over five guys carrying the offsides kid off the field. <laughs> there it is. Five guys. Real stuff right there. Five guys. And somebody looks like Chris Collinsworth and Sean Penn in some slacks play. running off the yeah. field. We're showing the actual photograph of Rudy being carried off the field by five this people. Is, this and is not 51, a Rudy wormhole. The number 51 turning around and looking at Rudy going, oh, who's that? This is not a Rudy wormhole. <laughs> I just threw that in. Miyagi no, Do Karate. That's a sports okay. movie. Rudy is absolutely a sports movie Rudy's that people sport. say is what's your favorite Rudy's sports movie. Since Karate Kid. I could, name you a bunch, I could name you a bunch of movies that have sports at the end, that's not a sports movie. Right. Naked and, Gun, perfect example. <laughs> yeah, One of the best Naked baseball Gun. scenes in movie history Naked at Gun. the end of Naked Gun. Right. <laughs> half an hour, the last half hour of Naked Gun is a sports, <laughs> it's shot at Dodger Stadium. That's mocked up as Angel Stadium. The fish that saved Pittsburgh. So, I mean, if the Karate Kid has a sports movie, then this kid has got his ass whooped wearing a shower curtain by a bunch of ghosts for nothing, and that's the end of the movie, and we move on? All right, at Rich Eisen Show, is the Karate Kid a sports movie, yes or no? Of course uh, it's not. Call us, 844-204-RICH, make your case. It's a cruel summer. <laughs> it is right now. Of course now, it's CJ, not a sports you. movie. <laughs> because of that. Come on. Have you ever met anybody, <laughs> when you ask somebody, what's your favorite sports movie, their answer comes back, the Karate Kid. You will from now on, because I'm going to say it. <laughs> Have you met anybody who ask said me, that? Ask me, Chris. <laughs> But I have met people that say Die Hard's their favorite Christmas movie. By the way, a lot of good tweets already. Sure, and Forrest Gump is an SEC documentary. Like it? <laughs> if The Karate Kid isn't a sports movie, neither is The Sandlot. Hold on a second. Now, The Sandlot is about a coming-of-age story of it's a summer kids. of kids. It's yeah, about it's kids and... It's that's a sports together. Come on. Not realizing at some point you'll never It's play about the end. love of baseball. It's yeah. about their love of baseball and their love of an actual baseball. And baby Ruth. And about what that means for a kid's relationship <laughs> with his stepdad. Come on. I'm not saying it's not a sports movie, but <laughs> I mean. 
Is Brian's song a sports movie? Of course oh, it is. 100%. Of course it is. Well, then that's the case. The Karate Kid is about child labor because Miyagi had Daniel-san out there waxing <laughs> off and swiping oh and restoring cars and painting fences and point. doing all other stuff for what free. That's what they should have called it. Miyagi's child, you know, so, child, child labor laws. Like, I mean, was he making Nikes back there too? I don't know, but like, come on, <laughs> wow. it's a, it's a was sport. Was he move. making wow. Nikes back there? Wow. Says T.J. Jefferson. <laughs> I mean, by the way, that was the original title. Making Nikes. It was a double feature with "Dude, Where's My Car?" <laughs> Were they making Nikes back there? And then, no, and then. Wow. Wow. Didn't think we'd get the child labor. <laughs> I mean, oh. Sweep uh-huh. the floor. Paint the fence. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Let's take a break and come back and, and hit that. Tom Brady is out of Fs to give. I'm loving it, man. It's amazing. I'm loving it. It's Can't great. wait to talk about that. That's next on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. So how often were you asked to to try and revisit Karate Kid? A decent amount of times over the past 30 years. Um, You know, I I was very protective uh, uh, always of that character and that franchise. And I just did. It was always felt smarter to to not try to go back to the well and come up empty than than taint the legacy of what has become a piece of pop culture, what has become a piece of our childhoods. You know, uh, these, you know, uh, John Hurwitz, uh, Hayden Schlossberg and, and Josh Heal, the three creators of Cobra Kai, had such a, a clear vision of coming into the Johnny Lawrence, the world of Johnny Lawrence and whatever happened to this bully and, and, and dealing with that and where LaRusso would be at this time. And, they had written uh, a hot tub time machine and and um, and the Harold and Kumar franchise, so they, I felt that they really had a, a a handle on writing for a younger audience and creating uh, a fresh world and yet still pay homage to the nostalgia. It was just the right time. And then you have these these services like a YouTube Premium where you could essentially make a five hour movie and cut it up into ten half hour parts. And know? and again, uh, the pilot, the first episode where you're 34 years later, uh, running a car dealership. Right, LaRusso Auto Body. Right, and, <laughs> and Billy Zabka right. is showing up, is kind of down on his luck right. in a way, right. has been seen almost 40 million times. Yeah. That's an absurd it's, number, It's Ralph. insane. It's wonderful. It's, it's uh, you know, we always felt that this uh, the these characters in this franchise had that sort of, 
the ability for that kind of embrace, but to see everyone tell their friends, you have to see this, you have to see this. And, uh, and then the, the critics as well. It's really, it doesn't happen very often. And it's, it really tastes sweeter the older you get when you see something like this happen. Now so we, it's awesome. We had Elizabeth Shue on the show a few you know months ago, and she just remembered being there and just how you were just young kids on a movie, right. kind of not knowing what you were, you, what we you were had part no of. Idea. But yeah, just no. having like a great time yeah. while doing it, yeah, yeah, no idea at the time. No, what I, you're I mean, I did, into. I did know this. I did feel that my there was such an ease with working with Pat Morita that I did feel when I was making the film that we had something special, something unique. There was, um, you know, it just felt like the two right guys in those roles. It was just, I guess, it was because it felt easy to do. Mm-hmm. I assumed it was coming off well. As far as whether, you know, wax on, wax off, and sweep the leg would be part of the American lexicon. <laughs> it still it, is. Decades later. Right. It it's, still it's is. crazy. It still is. You know, and now more than ever. So it's really quite wonderful. Oh, man. I haven't watched that interview back in a while. Yeah, back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Uh, tonight, Peyton Manning hosts the Capital One College Bowl. Rival colleges go head-to-head in trivia for life-changing scholarships. Capital One College Bowl premieres tonight on NBC and is streaming right here on Peacock the next day. Oh, baby. Nice. I like the music and everything. Excellent. Well done. College Bowl back in the day. Back here, Peyton Manning. Okay, very good. That'll be fun. We just showed Ralph Macchio on the show three years ago. Here on the 37th anniversary of uh, Karate Kid in uh, in the studio, you added him on our poll question. I did, yeah, I added him. If it's a, if yeah, it, you, you, you threw know. that one in yeah, the that that, that hook in the uh, in the in the ocean, so we got if we, we early a results, big fish. Rich. If you want to hit this, uh, I did already get it going. Well, you hit it from the show account. Oh, I did. Oh my yeah. gosh, you do that man. all the time, by the way. Well, that's because I'm logged <laughs> on to the show account on this computer. <laughs> I know. Is Karate Kid a sports movie? Oh, at Rich Eisen Show, call us if you have strong feelings. Yes. 51.1%. No, 48.9%. It's tight. Well, I'm seeing some of the responses we it's have tight. here, too. Um, some of them are not mentionable. <laughs> um, Someone wants to know if you, th- if you think Draft Day is a sports movie or a love story. Draft Day is a sports movie. But Kevin Costner and yeah, Jennifer Garner are in love. Yeah. They're so having what? a baby. It's not about that. It's right. not about that. All right. We know you know what draft day is about. It's about drafting Vontae Mack. Excuse me. Excuse no me. matter what, here's if you want to know what the ultimate the ultimate decider and what's a sports movie and what's not. If I'm in it, it's a sports movie. <laughs> All right. You and Mayock making Just a sports dude. movie. A sports movie. Me shooting draft day. Oh. When we were told about it in mm-hmm. advance, when we're pulled aside, Mayock and I saying we're going to be. In, do you want to be in the movie draft day? You just have to shoot it, your scenes, the day after the first night of the draft in Radio City Musical. So I'm like, wait a minute. So we shoot the first night on Thursday night, and then we come back early the next day after doing that whole night, and we got all day Saturday coming, but we've got to show up before we do the live stuff on Friday, and that's when we shoot it? Yes. Oh, and by the way, you have to wear the same clothes you shoot Thursday night from Thursday night for Friday because they're going to shoot you doing the real draft on Thursday night, and they're going to use that in the film. (laughs) They had me at hello. 
I mean, yeah, it was cool. Mayock. That was cool. Though. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to. Mayock, though, considered it. Then when he's told he's got to wear the same clothes, he's got to show up again, that's when they began to lose him a little bit on it. But when they told him the director was Ivan Reitman, who was the director of Stripes, which I think is the last movie that Mayock could quote from, he was in. He was in. And then when we show up, and we have a meeting with Ivan Reitman. I remember it was me and Mayock standing in the Radio City Music Hall orchestra section. Right near where the draft tables were. It was like a 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And we're ready, we're ready to go. We showed up. We're ready to go. And, um, and we, we want to get started because we need to get changed into our Friday night suits. Right. We got to go. Got to go. And we're, it started late. And Ivan Reitman meets with us to run through the script. Mayock is just doing his lines like he's on a draft. I was doing my lines like I was on a draft, but I also had another scene with the owner of the Cleveland Browns, played by the great Frank Langella. Tony Award winner, Oscar, right? The guy's got everything. Big I think time. he's a Grammy shy of the EGOT, Big right? Big time actor. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to do a scene with Frank Langella. I am in. I'm ready to go. We're running through the script. And before we start with the script, Mayock talks to Ivan Reitman about stripes. And I can't believe that here's a guy who's like ready. I got to prepare. I got to do this. I got my regular job tonight. And I'm waiting around to shoot a movie. That guy uses some of his real estate (laughs) To talk stripes with Ivan Reitman and tells Ivan Reitman, Mike Mayock tells Ivan Reitman that the first half of stripes was great, but when they left basic training and went overseas, the movie went downhill. It wasn't as good. Second half, not as good as the first. Second half, not as good. Which is a long time, well-known criticism of Stripes. Yes. And something that Ivan Reitman definitely heard before. And he talked about, you know, there was a budget and the budget kind of ran out and they just had an RV and they made what they could out of it. And I turned to Mike and I'm like, you know, Mike, not everything in life needs to be an evaluation opportunity. Right? Just tell the guy you like the movie. So at any rate, we were done with that. And now it's time for me to shoot my scene with Langella. Frank, Frank Langella. Langella. It's amazing. And I realize, oh gosh, I had the draft the night before. Yep. And I've got the draft Friday night and the draft Saturday. And they gave me a script and I figured I'll just have the the line, you know, the script open in front of me like it's my notes and that's not a problem. Well, Frank Langella shows up on the set. I'm there. He has no earthly idea who I am at all. And says to me, do you want to run through your lines? And I i don't know them. I don't know my lines. I don't know them at all. And the book that I thought would be in front of me is not where it's supposed to be. And now I need to run through my, like, what do you say to Frank Langella? No, no I will not can't. run lines with no, you, Frank. No, I'm not going to do it. Frank, you're, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. There's a second and third round of the draft coming up. Getting ready. You know? I mean, the Texans are soon to be on the clock, Frank, and I don't have time for you. <laughs> so I, I run I'm frenzied looking for my lines. And he knows right away. He could see a fraud when he's sham. Sham when he, he knows. Yeah. Who is this amateur? Right? <laughs> that I'm sharing the time he did with. Amadeus on Broadway and somebody didn't know their lines. 
I'm that guy. <laughs> and he uh, wore shades. He did. In the film. And I asked Ivan Reitman, because I didn't see it in the script. That was his choice. He thought owners who are billionaires, who run a team, they wear shades. Indoors. Okay, Frank. That's good. Good on you. So drafting is a sports movie. If I'm in it and running lines with Frank Langella and Mike Mayock is wasting Ivan Reitman's time with a three-decade-old analysis of stripes that, that, that he's probably heard ever since that hit the theaters after Animal House. <laughs> Frank was coming he, off an Oscar nomination yeah. for Frost Nixon. Yes! He was, yes! Yeah. yeah. Yes, and it was frosty. <laughs> I clearly didn't know my lines. Oh, my God. Yes, Draft Day's a sports movie. How about this one? Is uh, Karate Kid is a Halloween movie. Duh. Oh, I mean. It's a Halloween movie because yeah. it takes place during Halloween. What a dumb. The I mean, Die Hard being a Christmas movie is so nuts. dumb. And you're nuts. so lucky to have Jake Tapper, who's got, who works on such a different three-dimensional intellectual yeah. plane than anybody else who argues this subject matter. Jake has completely debunked all of you jokers no, no, who no, aren't on no. board with if this. If not for no. him, you wouldn't have a leg to stand on on the show. Well, I would have the same arguments that Jake has. Not that, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> I just don't have, I don't have CNN and in my Twitter handle. That's why. <laughs> when he had stigmata. I mean, with the blood. He's coming, the he's coming at me with the stigmata. And his, his wife's name is Holly. Holly. Deck the bows with deck the halls with bows of Holly. Her name is Holly. Holly. He leans into this microphone when he says Holly. <laughs> the Wildcats is a sports Gruber. movie. Yes, Wildcats is a yes. sports yeah, movie. It's a sport of Kings better than Diamond Rings football. Wildcats. Is that the only Goldie Hawn film you've ever seen? Are you Wildcats? kidding me? Overboard, foul play, foul play, overboard. I'm a big By the way, only TJ. He will say, "Are you kidding me? I was at Goldie's house the other night. <laughs> we were watching Goldie and I went on vacation." <laughs> oh, and here's a here, here's a photograph from me at the private Benjamin premiere. By the way, uh, I also got a list of, of, of excellent uh, TV shows based on a movie, Private Benjamin Mash. Mash Duh. is one, and we forgot about that. And Alice, based on a, a Scorsese movie, Alice Doesn't they Live Here anymore. anymore. They made a comedy out of it, Whoa. and Vic Tabak was in the film. Yep. Wow. He played the same character, totally different character. <laughs> Mel's Diner, totally different. How about that? Yeah, when you go Scorsese movie and CBS yeah, comedy, yeah, yeah. it's different. That doesn't really... Uh... The name of this segment now is called Tom Brady is out of F's to give. <laughs> I like this segment already. He's out of it. He's out of it. He's finished. With it. He has no more. He doesn't care anymore. He's going to raz people like Aaron Rodgers. He's going to go on the shop. You talked about this, this promo that uh, LeBron tweeted out. He's on the shop. He's sitting in a barber ch- barbershop chair with LeBron yep. and Maverick Carter and a whole and Draymond, Chelsea yeah, Hammond. Yeah, Kid Cuddy. Yeah. Right. Good cast this week okay. on the shop. And uh, this is the way the promo begins. One of the teams, and they weren't interested at the very end. I was thinking, you're sticking with that mother. <laughs> Who is that Tom Brady? I have no I idea. Mean, that's a Tom Brady without any more MFs to give. I have no idea who that is. And the guessing game's on. Is he talking about Drew Locke with Denver? Is he talking yeah. about Jimmy G with San Francisco? Is he talking about Nick Foles and 
and and new name I heard today was Tyrod Taylor with Tyrod, the Chargers. Yeah, okay, is that what he's? Is that what there? Is that who he's referring to? He, and and there is going to be some name and franchise attached to this on Friday night, unless he's talking about something other than free agency, and Maybe. then his then his beef will have to be with HBO the way they cut up this promo. But that sure sounds like he's talking about his free agency tour, and his whole free agency tour was like thanks to everyone. He's kept everything quiet. Everything's been quiet about that. He's out of Fs to give or MFs to give right there. And then you're seeing the way that he's promoing this golf tournament. Oh, it's amazing. Here's the latest video of him of him rolling in putts today. Bryson, this is for you. All right. He's on a practice green, on a country club somewhere. Rolling one in right to left. All right, jars that one. Aaron, this one's for you. All right, very good. <laughs> Tom's looking great, by the way. Shock the world. This one's we're playing right to left. 30-footer. All right. All right. <laughs> Phil, it's going to be us all day. Get used to seeing this. Get used to seeing this, he says. I mean, just... Yep. That three one drops three it, too. like 30 feet. Exactly. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Uh, so Julian Edelman retweeted that saying that CGI looks great these days. That that second putt did look like it. Second putt. And by the way, Tom, Tom, Tom's Tom, Tom's putting out videos of him on a beach throwing the throwing the football at the sun. Okay, so clearly he's his team Brady, team team Tom Brady on the social media front has got an excellent CGI game. But it doesn't matter. Who cares? He's got F's to give because this is a guy. Last time he was in a tournament like this was spraying it right and left. Barkley's giving him crap. The whole world's giving him crap. He looked like it was the one time that Tom Brady looked like he could be beaten <laughs> to human. a pulp and something. It was totally human. Then he did make some good shots, but he already knows that he could look totally human, but he doesn't care. He is just on fire right now. And I will say this. This might be taking this a little too far on the analysis front, but I don't care. This is the post-Belichick Brady. Dude, this is the guy who's just like out there winning Super Bowls at this juncture of his career. Yes. Hammering trophies, throwing trophy from boat to boat, stumbling out of an event, doesn't care what cameras are on him, stumbling out of an event. I I, I don't know. The the egress that he stumbled out of on that on that boat parade, is that the only one? Could they have gotten him somewhere else out? He doesn't care. He's out of F's to give, and all I am saying is if that Brady shows up this fall and he's already tempered the whole thing, it's a different year. He's done He's done the, the TB12 that we are used to seeing, which is tamping it down. He'll get into championship mode soon, but if he's playing no risk it, no biscuit like this, I cannot wait to see what his NFL campaign looks like in 2021. Cover a Madden? Would he ever done that in New England? I don't think so. I really don't. An unfettered, unencumbered, out of F's, and in the case of the shop, MF's to give Tom Brady. I like it. I like it a lot. Oh, baby. And the Karate Kid is not a sports movie. That wraps up hour number two. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Ty, should we ask Titus Welliver about it? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. The star of Bosch in hour number three. And your phone calls, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Still here on Peacock, everybody. I love this. Talk. I mean, I've always loved Tom Brady. 
But I really love this is Tom, Tom Brady's Brady. the best. This Tom Brady's great. But like Mike, as I, as I was trying to say before the show to you, like you're a different person in your mid fifties now than you were in your mid forties, in your mid thirties, in your mid twenties. Like this is just Tom Brady finally realizing who he is and yeah. who he's allowed to be. I agree. Which I don't think he ever really felt before. Well, we saw it in, 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 in the Tom the versus Time on on Facebook. Yeah, Watch. we started we to see it. a little bit of it during the Tom versus Time, but that's a guy again who thinks he's at the end of his career. Right. He doesn't think he's going to play for another team. And then, then they keep winning, and he's still in great shape, Oof. and his arm's still strong. It's awesome. It's awesome. Can't pick against him this year again. <clears throat> Please. Anyone does. I love it. He's going to take that approach to the field, too. And you know what's great? Cannot. Also, all of this other stuff, the only team talking about 20-0 and 0 right now are the Chiefs. Watch what the Bucks do this year. They could do it. I'm with Brockman. The Bucks are going to start off 0-1, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> consistent, How about PJ? them Cowboys? They got to be me. How about them Cowboys? By the way, I was, at, I was at the premiere of Death Becomes Her in New York at Planet Hollywood, and you're going to dare have the audacity to, to talk hey, to me about Miss Goldie Hawn. He had to okay. look up Goldie Hawn's IMDB list yeah. right there. You, you just looked no, up. No, I was there. <laughs> we have, look, you take pictures everywhere. Where's the picture? Where's well, the picture? The oh, no, he's got him. When I say I was there, right? The thing is, like, I was outside behind like a steel thing oh, in, oh. in a crowd, but I was still there. I just didn't make it inside of the building. But nevertheless, I was outside. Now you could though. I, I, yeah, maybe. Now you could. You yeah, could. You get it whatever premiere you want now. Well, I'm a part of the Rich Eisen show, so of course, That's right? You're above the fold. You know, we need to work on getting us uh, some press passes so we go to some of these sporting events, guys. We've been we've been slipping. I mean, I already right? go. We've been slipping. We've been slipping. Welcome to the party, pal. I <laughs> are back on the map here. <laughs> yeah, but you guys are paying for season tickets, Rich. You know, we could. Yeah, yeah no, but there's no cheering. Just yeah, like uh, I guess the Olympics. I mean, <laughs> gotta be careful. No cheering. <laughs> wow. Can they clap at least? Can they be do careful. That? Oh my gosh. No cheering. All right. Phone calls eight four four two zero four. Rich Titus Welliver on the from the the TV show hit TV show Bosch. Hour three coming up on the Rich Eisen show. <laughs> 